0: Welcome to Ag Matters, a podcast where we talk about both matters of agriculture and why agriculture matters. Here's your host, Dr. Amanda
1: Stone, Mississippi State University Assistant Professor and Extension Dairy Specialist. Welcome to Ag Matters. This is Dr. Amanda Stone, and today I have with me Dr. John Blanton. Do you want to introduce yourself, please?
0: Sure. Um, I am Dr. John Blanton. I am Department Head for Animal and Dairy Sciences at Mississippi State University. Um, and currently also serve as the interim associate director for the Mississippi Agriculture Forestry Experiment Station.
1: Perfect. So I'm happy to have you. Thank Thank you you for coming in. Um, I was hoping you could talk a little bit about um, research facilities that we have here at Mississippi State since you work on the animal and dairy sciences side, but we probably have a little bit more than that if you can touch on them also.
0: I'm sure. I guess I'll start with the statewide one. So uh, the, our research programs are meant to target uh, people throughout the state and the southeast and the nation. And so we have research stations um, at 16 locations around the state that represent different kind of uh, weather parameters, soil parameters, that, and, so, and, that, and, and so on. Um, we also have four R&E centers and um, research and extension occurs at all of those. All of those are applied type of research, the to, to impact producers. Okay. Here on campus, we have a North Farm, a South Farm, and uh, we also have the dairy. Um, again, so from the animal dairy science side, um, North and the South Farm and the dairy target uh, research that uh, are science-based solutions to problems that are facing producers here in Mississippi.
1: Perfect. So we can take that information and... Take it directly to producers is what the applied research is. That's right.
0: right. That's the that's the end goal. There's multiple steps to get there. Of course, we mm-hmm. have the basic research. We have to do the discovery. Uh, but in the animal dairy side, we always ask the question: Are we making the producer money or saving saving some money? Mm-hmm. And if the answer is that, if the answer to that is yes, then we focus on that from the basic discovery part all the way to the application where the producer can use it.
1: Perfect. And so, do the producers have a say in what goes on and what's researched?
0: Uh, they do. So we have a uh, we have an animal dairy sciences advisory board, and it's composed of uh, producers from around Mississippi and a few from outside the state, um, some nationally recognized names. Uh, those guys on that board advise the department as that we're going the right direction, mm-hmm. um, that we're serving our mission of of, of uh, producing the research that impacts the producers and educate the students that are the the new leaders uh, that come from that. The, the issue is we can never kind of predict market changes or market activities and so we're always trying to think about the scenarios of what might be in the future and how to address those problems that might come up as well as be flexible enough to respond quickly to problems that that show up unexpectedly now. Mm
1: -hmm. And so the the people who are working on the farms I guess there's probably different levels of that right there's people who actually do the work on the farms and then there's faculty and staff and can you talk about that a little bit um sure
0: yeah so uh the faculty of course um because of the um, the responsibilities they have for the teaching side as well as for the outreach and extension activities are are a user of the farm units um more than anything else so Mm -hmm. they they have research programs that they want to do at the farm. Um, it is my responsibility, the responsibility of the, the farms themselves to make those resources available for the scientists to do that discovery and, and research that's critical. Mm-hmm. We're extremely lucky here at, at Mississippi State. We have excellent staff that work at the farms. They have a lot of experience in the in actually managing the animals, managing the pastures, fixing and mm-hmm. maintaining equipment. But they also understand the value and how important research is and know how to make the system work so that it benefits the the scientists. So we get more done, less time and less money to help out.
1: Mm -hmm. And so the farms are probably run a little bit differently than a normal farm would be, right?
0: They they are. Um, We try to run them all. They're all self-supported. And so we sell product from all of those farms. Um, they are supplemented by the, by the research stations and, and the experiment stations. Um, but, yeah, so what would be – if we want to test a new – for example, if we want to test a new management pra- practice at the dairy, um, if we're testing that, it might be something very different than another farmer might do. And the control or the negative control might be just the opposite of what we, want them to, what we what we would recommend for them to do.
1: Mm -hmm. But because
0: of the spaces of the science and having control of all, all the factors, we're forced to do that on the, on our farms. And so if somebody comes to visit, they might see something that looks a little strange. And most mm-hmm. of the time, that's probably related to a research project. And, and we'd love to tell you why we're doing it Yeah, and maybe why <laughs> you shouldn't be doing that. So. Right, right.
1: I tell producers that a lot is that I would, I'd, I'd make what some people would call probably drastic or crazy decisions on, on what goes on out there. It's because I want us to make that error instead of them having to do it and losing money.
0: That's correct. We don't want – if there's a new project, we want to – to try out we don't want that to to hinder the producers and so Mm -hmm. that's exactly right
1: and do we have producers coming to the farms and learning that way
0: we do they come a couple different ways probably the the best way they can come is we have several field days um, throughout the year those field days are usually species specific or forage specific and there'll be scientists that'll be there to talk there'll be uh um, data you can look at fields you can look at and those are all very valuable, but I think the most valuable part of those field days is the fact that those producers can have one-on-one talks with the with each other and with us. And mm-hmm. they can share that information. From a from a researcher at Mississippi State, we love that because they identify the problems that we maybe should be looking at. It happens quite often. They'll mm-hmm. talk about something that's happening out on their farms. And in my mind, I think, hey, we can solve that. Maybe we should do a research project on that and get an answer to it. So that's mm-hmm. that two-way street that, that can happen. Mm-hmm. And then we have a lot of them just show up, right, come to visit. And, and it's important to remember that the Mississippi State University is their university, and mm-hmm. we work for them. And it's anytime they want to come see what we're doing and talk to us about it, they're more than welcome.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, And students are involved in this, too, from a probably teaching and learning perspective, I guess, since they work on the farm, too.
0: Yeah, so and research. So Mm -hmm. there's, um, of course, uh, animal dairy science prides itself on having lots of hands-on activities for our students. Mm -hmm. Um, We kind of learn through doing more than anything else. And so there's lots of um, inexperienced students that get opportunities to work with different species to do their classes. Mm -hmm. We also hire um, many students to work on the farms. There's really only two full-time employees on each of the on the dairy and the and the south farm. Th- three mm-hmm. full-time on the south farm, and then the rest are all kind of student employees or grad student employees to get that experience for mm-hmm. for when they go go to the next step. Um, and then of course grad students do all the work related to their mm-hmm. projects, and um, and it's kind of fun because a lot of times they don't have a whole lot of animal experience, and uh-huh. so it's fun to watch them go through that quick learning curve of. Yeah. Of, of what that looks like.
1: It is a steep and quick learning curve yes. when you're thrown out <laughs> with, the, with the animals, <laughs> for sure. So what animals do we have on our farms here?
0: Um, so we have dairy cattle, and Dr. Stone, you'd know kind of the makeup mm-hmm. better than that. So, um, But then also we have uh, three, three, three sets of – three um, groups of beef cattle. We have an Angus herd, a Hereford herd, and a commercial herd. It's kind of a um, Semmental Cross that's out there. And then we have lots of stalkers uh, that we use for our research programs. Um, We run anywhere between three and 15 sows at a time anywhere between Mm -hmm. 40 and 100 pigs. Um, We have about 40 sheep and about 65 or 70 horses um, throughout the the two main units.
1: Okay. And so how is it, I guess, determined how many animals we have or what goes into that?
0: Yeah. So... So that's, uh, that's, a, that's kind of a hard question to answer. It's, we have that, that trifold mission of the, of the university, right? Teaching young mm-hmm. people, uh, teaching people already out of school, that mm-hmm. nontraditional instruction extension, and then research. And so we have to have enough animals to meet all three of those goals, but not too many animals that were wasting money. And mm-hmm. so the numbers are somewhat fluid. Uh, we have base herds for all of those. We have like a base of about 60 horses have a base of about 250 beef cattle, a base of about 300 dairy cattle. Um, and then we adjust up and down as projects are coming in mm-hmm. or um, field days are needed. Uh, we, we adjust that that way. Mm-hmm. Um, keeping in mind, though, that we have to – we have to – it's self-supporting, and so we have to make sure we have enough animals to make, make a budget to pay for mm-hmm. feed and seed and, and the normal things that, that mm-hmm. occur on a farm.
1: And that's something that people, I guess, get confused about a lot, at least that I've had conversations with, is that they think we have an unlimited supply of money, right, to, to run these farms. And we we really do have to at least attempt to be self-supporting, which is not always easy because people like myself come in and ruin stuff with research projects. So it is hard, but there's not an endless supply of money, right? Yeah,
0: you don't, you don't, you don't ruin them. That's what they're here for to do is (laughs) is to do that. That's right. We don't, we don't have a a pool of money to work from. And I'll hear that Mm -hmm. all the time that people will say to me, oh, you guys don't understand what it really costs. And I, I pay labor, electric, Mm -hmm. gas, buy trucks, sell trucks, buy feed, sell, the only thing I, I, my advantage is I don't have to pay tax, right? So we're Mm -hmm. we're a tax exempt organization. So that's really my biggest advantage. Mm-hmm. Um, I probably have a lot more labor costs than the than the average farmer does out there, um, mm-hmm. and, and it's probably fortunate on my part because we do so many different things. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, it's we run it as a business, mm-hmm. and and anybody, anybody wants to see kind of the books, uh, we let those be seen. They're open, so anybody can come in and kind of see what it costs us and what mm-hmm. it costs us to milk a cow, and what it costs us to raise a steer, and what it costs us to sell a pig. Mm-hmm. We we have those numbers.
1: Awesome, um, and so what. Is happening, I feel like, on the, the dairy end, and I'm not sure about the other species in the U.S., is that a lot of universities are getting rid of their, their dairy herds, and we're very lucky on the dairy side to have, and really on all species side, to have ours still. Mm-hmm. Um, do you know what's going on in the rest of the nation and why that's happening? From a university standpoint? From a university standpoint.
0: Sure. So um, the first thing, of course, and everybody will be, you know aware of this, land around a university is valuable. Mm-hmm. And so when you have administrators higher up in universities that maybe don't understand or value agriculture, there's that pressure from outside to maybe use that mm-hmm. land for something else. Mississippi State is blessed. Mm-hmm. We have a we have a president, Dr. Keenum, and a provost, um, Dr. Shaw, that are agriculturally trained and mm-hmm. active people and they understand that value and, and they help us keep that. The other part is the 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 cost of running those, the running a dairy, as you know, is mm-hmm. is is higher than the most other operations, mm-hmm. and market pressures affecting the producer, low milk prices, difficulty mm-hmm. finding places to sell it, um, have led those to be not profitable for their for the universities. Mm-hmm. Um, we are very lucky; we have alumni that support the dairy. They may not even know they're doing it, mm-hmm. but they buy balls of cheese uh-huh. every year reliably, mm-hmm. and that helps us stay. That that steady base, that steady customer, allows us to be, be able mm-hmm. to stay there. Our partner also here on campus for food buys our milk, and our students drink that milk and use that ice cream. Again, it's another revenue source for the mm-hmm. the system as a whole that that helps that happen. The other thing I think is important about that is the dairy farms need to stay relevant to their producers and the industry as a whole, mm-hmm. and. We have to be careful at Mississippi State that we do that. We do research that is going to improve the dairy industry, because if you can demonstrate that, hey, our dairy farm is impactful to the states, impactful to the U.S., impactful to the world, that support will stay there for it. So, mm-hmm. um, having folks like you that look at research from a different perspective, look at new technologies, look at trying new management strategies, bringing in um, sponsors that that are not traditionally come to Mississippi, that that's made a big
1: difference as well. Mm-hmm. Well, I appreciate that. If you're going to compliment me, you can come on to every episode. Oh, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, so, what kinds of research are, are going on on the other herds? Um, so, uh, as far as the beef cattle, we spend a lot of time
0: on the health aspect and heat heat stress. Those are two okay. major components that uh, limit the profitability of beef productions in the southeast. Um, and to be honest, Mississippi is is a lucky state in that. We really don't ever drought. We don't. We don't go through long periods without mm-hmm. rain. We'll go through a couple months, um, but it's not some of the Midwest or Southwest states that go years without enough rain, uh-huh. right? And so we have a pretty avail- We have a relatively large land mass available with good rain and relatively good forage quality would allow us to run more stockers and increase our numbers here in, in Mississippi. Mm-hmm. But health is a big um, is the big challenge to us. Or there's parasites or disease or co-mingling and so a lot of the research we do at the south farm on the beef side is related to animal health and managing stocker cattle Uh, we collaborate with the vet school quite a bit on that so it's been a very good um, um, program that's led by dr brandy karsh Mm -hmm. Um, so that's that's been nice on the horse side of it uh, we do a lot of like exercise physiology Mm -hmm. uh, muscle bone type work um, but we focus on whereas maybe at Kentucky, they have racehorses as a focus. Uh, We have a a ranch horse as a focus, a a base horse that can be used to do a lot of different things. And how do we manage those and get them to grow from there? Um, The pig side, uh, it's a lot of growth and development, a lot of meat science. So uh, for the folks that listen, I guess I want to tell you something, you should be proud of Mississippi State. So Mm -hmm. Um, if you don't know, we just opened two new buildings in the last uh, year, a new animal Day science building and a new meats lab, meat science muscle biology lab. And we formed a pretty strong team of meat scientists here at, at the university. And I'm going to brag on it and say we're probably the best in the country now at mm-hmm. doing that. And so a lot of our swine research ends up is meat science type research. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have the USDA. They come to us pretty regular for that, for that kind of work. So the combination of the growth with Dr. Liao and the and the meats work that comes from Dr. Dan and Dr. Burnett are, are pretty strong. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and now we're just starting to get into the, the sheep side. Um, and it's it's the traditional problem with sheep, parasites, and heat. Mm-hmm. And um, we're looking for a new faculty right now to take over that program for us and, and expand that to help our producers in mm-hmm. the sheep and goat area.
1: Yeah, and it seems like heat stress is a hot topic in all the different species. Pun Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because it does get hot here, so we do the dairy research on that, too, and it's a good place if anyone's looking to do heat stress research. We yep. will gladly <laughs> collaborate. Um, so you mentioned the new Animal and Dairy Sciences building, which we just moved into a couple months ago, July or, or August, um, but can you talk a little bit about the meat lab? That it's I haven't been in many meat labs, but it seems like super high-tech and really, really nice. Oh, yeah, so,
0: um, and I'm sorry, I forgot the square footage of it. I'm thinking... I don't want to lie. I think it's 16,000 square feet. I can't really remember. The most important thing is it's set up like a commercial operation. So if a student left after working in our meat lab and went into uh, a Tyson plant, they would know exactly what to do. They would require no training. Mm -hmm. And so when it it looks high tech, it's because everything is just like a modern plant. So we we follow the same procedures. um, We have the same kind of kill floor, same processing floor, follow the same rules, regulations. We are USDA federally inspected. Um, sell our product out of there, make product out of there. Mm -hmm. And it's an extremely valuable learning laboratory as well as a market development laboratory. Remember, as an animal scientist, um, we don't have a job unless somebody buys our meat or drinks our milk, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so that's the final product. And to have have a university that doesn't have a meats program is just as bad as one doesn't have a dairy program because those are our two Mm -hmm. final products that, that we're putting out for people to buy. And um, so doing research into those, um, they're doing some work now looking at developing new uh, beef jerkies and beef sticks. And they partner with several large companies. Well, I'm not allowed to really say who they are because Uh of confidentiality. (laughs) But um, but you'll see many products on grocery shelves that come from research being done here at Mississippi State in the next six to eight months. So Mm -hmm. it's it's an exciting time for that.
1: Yeah, that's neat. And I think um, people who don't go to school here or don't have kids who go to school here or students that go to school here, I guess, um, don't realize that we require a lot of these courses of our students. Like they have to take a meat science class. They have to take production classes to actually touch animals, right? And some other programs I know in animal and dairy sciences or animal science in general, they don't have that opportunity. And then sometimes they go to vet school and are – Gonna pass out when they see <laughs> see something happen. So I think that's really a, a benefit that we have that other schools.
0: Yeah, I, I think we're um, we're a little bit different, and we in so in our department we have lots of kids that want to be vets in the future, and um, and we're different than a lot of other student schools. And if they come to our program to go to vet school, they're gonna have a full experience mm-hmm. uh, from the animal part, and it, it they hate going to the meats class. They try they avoid having to take the class. They try to <laughs> beg to get out of the class. Yep. Um, the first time they have to go into the slaughter floor, they're they're terrified of what's going to happen, um, and it's an amazing to me. Ninety nine percent of the kids will say to me after that first class, "Oh, that's not bad at all," because uh-huh. um, we we do it humanely. The animal mm-hmm. ever suffers. There's not a whole lot of blood. There's not. A lot, they they have this picture of a, a horror film, and they're going to uh-huh. see blood flung over the wall, <laughs> right. and you know things like things like those that mm-hmm. that aren't really true. Um, but it isn't. It's important because some kids will go through that and they'll say, "Well, like I don't want to be a vet because I don't think I can do, I can put an animal down." Well, mm-hmm. that's part of being a vet, and so that's a good thing. They come through our department, they learn that, and they find out they need to go somewhere else to be mm-hmm. a, be employable later on, and and that's that's another reason we do that. But our primary reason we do that is so that they know what the end product is, what we're selling. We're not selling mm-hmm. a calf. We're not selling a bull. There's parts of the segment to do that, but in the end, we're selling milk, meat, and hides, and, mm-hmm. and that's what we. That's what they gotta understand that.
1: Mm-hmm. When they need to be able to make sure that's a safe and healthy product and everything along the way. Yeah, I we don't
0: want to make our customers sick. We want them, uh, to, be
1: yes. happy. <laughs> we want them to be healthy and happy, That's yes, right. just like our animals. Yeah. That's right. um, can you talk a little bit about, I guess, the economic impact of having research and extension and teaching facilities here and why we need to keep them? We talked about other universities not having them. Why do we need to keep ours? Sure. So um,
0: if you look at the impact of the research program, I can only really talk about the mm-hmm. ones here on campus, um, specifically, um, but you know they do these multiplier um, effects when people are trying to sell, bringing in a new auto dealership or bringing in a new tire company or something like that. Mm-hmm. And if you look at a normal a normal operation like a factory, it'll have a one to five one to one point five return. So of every dollar that is spent with that facility, there'll be a dollar fifty sold made in the mm-hmm. community. If you look at research activities generally from from animal and dairy sciences, it's about a one to four. So for every dollar we spend on research, and those dollars are generally coming from the federal government through grants that the faculty have received, Mm -hmm. that's about a $4 impact on the state of Mississippi. So. When you look at um, last year, we're sitting at just under two million dollars in externally funded grants. We estimate that somewhere between seven and eight million dollars impact on the on the state of Mississippi as a whole. Because um, remember, every time we have an animal project, we got to buy feed, we got to buy animals, we got to buy seed for the ground, we got to buy fertilizer, and mm-hmm. we end up buying vehicles and tractors, and all of those multiply and add to the impact of that of that research. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just a direct impact of it. I think the more important impact of it is making our producers competitive on the world market. Mm-hmm. Um, so right now, some of our products aren't exported around the world because we haven't met those standards to get them exported. Our research helps our producers get to that way. That's where mm-hmm. the real impact is to Mississippi, is that agricultural growth, the growth that tax base increase mm-hmm. because lands that maybe are not used now efficiently or not used at all come mm-hmm. into production. And when that happens, you increase your tax base, you increase the quality of your schools, the quality of life, the quality of services in your town. That's, I think, where the real impact is of what we're doing um, with our research here in Animal Dairy Sciences. It's a great place to – it's a great field to work in because we mm-hmm. really have a, a tradition of working together, having a single goal,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and, and producing this high-quality product that helps –
1: us live better lives right that everyone needs agriculture every single day it's a great job yeah well i appreciate you coming in and talking to us and please um listen to the next episode of ag matters and like and subscribe
0: ag matters is produced and supported by the mississippi state university extension service